This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine Hello and welcome to Flourish with me, Tiffany Boyd. This is a podcast where we explore what it means to live with intention. I'm a mom to three beautiful boys, a wife, a friend, an entrepreneur, and so many other things. When my dad passed, I made a commitment to myself to live with intention. For years afterwards, I struggled with discovering what that meant. I felt uncomfortable giving myself permission or even figuring out how to honor that. What I do know and believe is that where attention goes, energy flows. This show will explore what it means to live with intention, seek to inspire you, and bring practical tools through stories and interviews that you can use to change your own life. Thank you for joining me and this wonderful community of women as we raise our vibration, honor ourselves, and live intentionally. Hello, and welcome back to the Flourish Podcast, a show where we discover what it means to live with intention with me, your host, Tiffany Boyd. And on today's podcast episode, we're going to discuss what it means to truly find and express and function in your zone of genius. Now, this is a concept that might be new to some of you. You probably innately know it. You might just not use the same word. And it might be a new concept altogether for others. But it is so critical to understand this concept if you want to live intentionally and design a life that is intentional. So what do I mean by your zone of genius. And your zone of genius is something that is unique to you. There are no two identical zones of genius. It's that space where you are aligned with who you are, your unique gifts and skills and traits. And you're in a space where you can fully express it in a way that is uninhibited and is so authentic to you, and you bring so much value doing it. And this just sounds like something in a space where we all want to be. And so probably a lot of you are like, okay, great, sounds awesome, sign me up. Where do I find my zone? How do I find my zone? So I'm going to talk about that today. I'm going to talk a little bit about the strategy or the theory behind it, and I'm going to give you some practical examples of what that looks like and some tools for how you can start to do some of this work yourself. And I want to start a little bit first with a story, even around my own experience stepping into this, because it's something that took me a really, really, really long time. And if you've listened to the first podcast episode on how Flourish was born, you'll know that four years ago, over four years ago now, my father passed. And the same week he passed, I found out I was pregnant with my third son. 
and it felt like I was experiencing all of the emotions all at once and it was so overwhelming and more than that, it was transformative because it put me in this place of stark realization and this place of having to sit and face what life meant, these huge moments of life ending and life starting or beginning and made me question so many things about my own life. And in that questioning, what I realized is that there was a lot of my life that I was living without choosing or I was choosing. I was passively choosing to default to autopilot. I was defaulting to the habits and routines and the the things that we kind of slide into easily uh, in society. And there was nothing wrong with my life. It was great. But the problem was I wasn't self-actualized in a complete way and I wasn't actively engaging, taking accountability, being responsible, and choosing. And recognizing that is a hard place to be because there's a natural resistance and there's some fear because it means that if you're going to honestly honor that and step into it, then there's this period of discomfort that you have to sit in while you try to figure out, well, what do I want? And that was a question that I really, really struggled with. What do I want? And part of it is that I have been so used to thinking in the we. Almost everything I do throughout the day is about the we. Even how I fit the things in for me are about how they affect the we. Beyond what is just being courteous and polite and conscientious, actually structuring my life around that. And I think a lot of women in particular can relate to that. And I honestly didn't have the skill of knowing how to separate myself from the collective, from the collective responsibility, from the societal expectations, from the small we, the big we. And I sat in this discomfort of knowing that I wanted to be more intentional. I wanted to actively choose, but I didn't know what the fuck I wanted. And it's not that I didn't know the little things. Of course I did. I knew the things that were important, like my family. I knew what interests I had. You know, I had an idea of where I had skills or talents. I knew what things I enjoyed. But that's kind of just this big garbled mess out in space and trying to sort through that and translate that into a lifestyle or more than that, a way of living where I can you know, create the lifestyle and sustain myself um, financially at the same time. And so I went through a series of um, efforts and uh, methodologies and various different exercises trying to get clear on this. And I have to say, it's been in the last year where it has really solidified and just crystallized and become so, so clear. And interestingly enough, once it clicked, I actually realized this is something that fits in my area of genius and that I just wasn't allowing myself to step into it. And so that was fear. 
that was me being afraid to really answer that question in a real way. I was trying to find ways to neatly fit in, living intentionally into my life as it was without changing it substantially so as not to make waves. And I tried that for a while. I know, and I've talked about a lot, that the values for myself and for my business are kindness, family, service, and then of course for every business, it's about abundance and, and wealth generation. And so I knew those were my priorities. And so I took efforts and steps to start Flourish a couple years ago. And I was about to leave. I decided in Christmas of 2019, while I was off with the family, that I was going to give my notice when I went back, pull the Band-Aid off, give four months um, of leeway, of time, of notice, and leave in May. So that was a really, really huge step for me. And at that time, I wasn't entirely sure what Flourish was going to be. So it was a big leap. I was still figuring it out and developing content and business plans and all of those things. But it's like I needed to make the declaration to make it real. But I was giving myself a lot of time to get there. And I think I was framing it even from the perspective of, you know, being conscientious and courteous to the employer, which was certainly part of it because that is uh, something that I do care a lot about is being, you know, honorable and respectful in those transitions. However, part of it was about giving myself more space because I was so afraid of the unknown and what that meant. And that March for spring break, my family went to Hawaii. And while we were there, COVID hit in Canada and there was the announcement from our prime minister that if you were Canadian and traveling abroad that you needed to return home immediately. And we have all lived through COVID now for quite a long time. But if you remember those beginning stages, it was nobody really knew what this meant. And there was a lot of fear around the pandemic. There was fear around uncertainty in the economy. And I just felt like it was too much to take on, and I respectfully asked to rescind my resignation, and I stayed at work, and I'm so grateful that I had that opportunity, um, and I did some incredible work and had some incredible experiences and worked with the most incredible people I've ever worked with during that period of time, so I don't regret it at all. But what's interesting is that when there is a bigger plan, when there is a divine plan, and when you step into, even when you're intentional about being intentional, and you start that work, and you open the door, and you cross the threshold, you are activating a cascade cascade of events and opening yourself to a world of new potential, new potential futures. And in doing so, there was a part of me that consciously or subconsciously knew that I really wasn't stepping into my genius zone. I wasn't stepping into that space where I was self-actualized, where I was living in alignment with my values, where I was able to truly flourish, where I was able to truly be of greatest service and 
I often describe this space as the intersection of strategy and intuition, and that's where your genius zone is. Um, and when you're aware of that, even on a subconscious level, you will continue to get signs and hints, and you will start to become less satisfied with where you are or develop more yearning for something different or get hints, signs, and eventually the body is this intelligent, intelligent being and it starts to tell you or the universe starts to tell you that your time's up to make the choice. We are forcing you in this direction. And that's ultimately at some level what started to happen to me around my own health, circumstances surrounding me with respect to my family and their health and the demands. And one of the things I have been perpetually praised for is my resiliency and my capacity to continue to function, be high functioning in spite of high volume and high stress. And I don't say that as something that it should be um, commended or awarded and not from an ego perspective because the cost of that is at the cost of being able to enjoy or to experience or to really flourish or be in those moments of joy because you do not have time freedom. You do not have energetic freedom. And at the end of the day, being able to function very well in that is not my goal. And if there is enough reward for somebody, then that's fine if it's their goal. But I think so often we disproportionately value that in society, especially in these discussions around resiliency, and that maybe we've got the plot wrong around what the goal is with respect to how we're valuing and evaluating those circumstances. And so I kept getting more responsibility, higher volume, less time, more complexity in my personal life, in my professional life. And I was continuing to show up and function and trying to ensure that I was being intentional about prioritizing self-care and all of those things. And I was doing them, but it becomes robotic at a certain point because you're just living to function well. And that is not my goal. And so my body and my life circumstances pushed me to a point where it was very clear to me that I needed to make a conscious decision. And if I was really going to honor living intentionally, that I had to make the call. And it's better to make the call than to be forced. And you hear stories where it happens. People get sick, God forbid, with things like cancer or, you know, they're repeatedly ill or something happens where it's just like, you don't have a choice anymore, and I would rather come at that choice from a more empowered place, from a place of owning it and being responsible and being intentional. And so I made the call. And again, I gave a lot of notice, but it was firm. And I, I stepped away. And it was hard. It was bittersweet because I love the people I worked with and it weighed on me very, very heavily. It wasn't an easy decision, um, but it was one that I needed to make and I did. And 
what I want to share with you is a little bit of the behind the scenes methodology around how to see if you're self-actualized and how to see if you're in your genius zone and how to actually start to design and curate a life. And this is your personal life. This is your professional life. This is your family life. This is your self-care. It is all of the things that are you in a way that are truly aligned. And so one of the flagship and signature methodologies that we use at Flourish that I debuted just this fall is something that I call the personal code. And this was a total breakthrough for me because I'd been using a lot of different tools and systems and methodologies to get at this. And when I stepped away and gave space to one of my creative zones, which is, and my personal codes, which is being a creator, I was able to put all the pieces together and make something that is incredibly complex, very simple, but so, so impactful. And so your personal code are your three to five core essences. And it's the thing It's the things that make you who you are, the things that bring you energy, that give you spark, that when you give your attention, you get a complete and utter return on investment. It is your essence of what you are and what you want out of life. And it's different than values. And it's different than your intention setting. And all of these things layer beautifully within a system that allows you to structure your life, to get intentional, to get clear. And I want to give um, give a couple of examples. So one of my really close friends was struggling professionally and they wanted to be able to work part-time. And in the work environment that they were in, this is just something that wasn't easily supported there was a lot of resistance in when it was supported. You often needed a medical note to say that you required it. And it just wasn't a healthy environment. And so in spite of honoring and recognizing and doing the hard work of owning that this is what I need for this individual to function, I need more space to work part-time. It just wasn't happening to the point where they did get to the point where there was a medical situation and they did in fact require um, the opportunity to work part-time. And as we were having a discussion around this, one of the things that we realized through this conversation and this work of identifying personal code is that for this individual, uh, and they work in the medical field, their personal code relates to family, home, and design, time. Um, And I'm not going to go through their whole personal code, but these are the things that really light them up. Um, And the things that they value, sorry, I said time in their personal code. One of their values is time freedom. And... What this really meant for this person 
is that in creating a balanced and a, and an aligned life is that time freedom which is their value and your values transcend each of your personal codes this person needed to feel like they weren't rushed they needed to feel like there was time to really be in the moment to have connection and to connect with the things that they wanted to do in fact nothing felt worse for this person than feeling rushed and that was a really hard thing for them to admit because society values fast pace productivity you know go 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 check off the list check off the list check off the list and in fact this person had been fighting this intrinsic uh, disconnect with their own values and what society was saying and when they realized this they realized the things that lit them up were the the ability to do design and home projects the ability to have time for family and friends and connection and there are other things in their personal code that I won't go into that if they wanted to structure their life in a way that was aligned then the work that they chose and how they chose to do their work needed to create time freedom to create space for those things and when they show up to work, they equally needed to feel like there was time. And when things start to go off the rails for this individual, it's often because time is being compromised, that core value. And that value transcends each of those um, personal code elements. Now, coming back to personal code and I can share mine more freely because I can give you all the details my personal code is home and family creation intuition and intellectual and nature now the essences of each of those things I define but when I am in that space I am in my genius zone And I define the space by the way that I set intentions in terms of what I want to achieve or experience under those personal codes. So you want to set your intentions under them. Now, my values of kindness, family, and service transcend the personal code. I want to show up and be a kind human in how I am creating and delivering and offering content. I want to be a kind human in how I express and share my intuition and how I express things intellectually and how I research and how I share it. I want to be conscientious. When I show up in nature and I experience nature, I want to be kind. That transcends. However, here is something that is life-changing things that fall outside of your personal code fall into the triple d category you either need to dump it out of your life you need to delegate it or you need to is it ditch ditch delegate dump maybe it's just double d i think it's a double d guys 
If I remember the third D and there is a third D, I'll let you know. It's been a week. Roll with me. But yeah, you basically, you don't want to spend your energy on those things. That is not a good use of your time. It is not a good service. You're not being of service. When you're outside of your genius zone, you're not being of service. And so where that comes up practically, it means if functioning and doing the things around your home, like maybe it's cleaning, is really getting in the way of your genius zone then you need to give yourself permission to delegate that either within your family or hire someone or find a way where you can create more space. You know, ditch it or delegate it. There are some things that you just don't need in your life anymore because they just don't fall within there and you are not being authentic to who you are. And in your business, do not waste your energy. Do not waste your energy and your genius on things that are outside of your personal code. You are serving no one. Delegate it to somebody for whom it is their genius zone, for whom it is within their personal code. You will get a better outcome. You will up level and you will be so much happier. And as entrepreneurs, we are so hesitant. Part of it is that there's this narrative that around hustle culture and as an entrepreneur, you wear a thousand hats, which is true, even if you're delegating. But there's also this idea, particularly as female entrepreneurs, that we need to do it all and it should cost nothing and we need to do it ourselves. And you can, but your success will scale according to the level at which you're working. And so sometimes the fear of stepping into feeling like we're powerful enough, what we have to offer is good enough, that we can afford to delegate, we can afford to up-level because we should and can and will expect a return on that investment. For some reason, we're not taking ourselves seriously as business owners, as women. And I see this often and I've been guilty of it myself. And when I get to that space, when I get to that fear space, when I get to that scarcity mindset, I come back to my personal code. I come back to my zone of genius and I have a real chat with myself. And it is for this reason that I have been choosing to delegate. And I have worked with brilliant, brilliant people and my business is a thousand times better for it. I have a mentor because I feel like we all need mentors. I work with somebody who does web. I work with somebody for marketing and not all the time, but strategically as I need to. And the return on investment is there. Even if you look at it from an opportunity cost, the amount of time it would take me to do what they've done is sometimes years and I probably wouldn't have done it as well because those are whole fields and whole industries. And I am one person and my genius zone is somewhere else. And when you are fighting your genius zone, it is exhausting. You are showing up every day and working against your own personal code. It's like walking against the current every day. And so we all want to be in the flow, but sometimes it's really hard. It's like when you're navigating a river. And I remember doing this actually uh, when we were doing uh, this event called the River Quest up here in the Yukon, uh, me and one of my really good friends, it's this um, uh, this river race, and you can be in a canoe or a kayak or a stand-up paddleboard, and you can be solo or teams of two or um, 
large uh, like voyageur teams of, of many people. And so I've done it twice with my really close girlfriend in a tandem canoe. And I sat at the front navigating. And one of the things that I was constantly trying to figure out is how, because you go perpetually from Whitehorse to Dawson, which is about 600, 700 kilometers. And there's two checkpoints, but you just go sometimes 36 hours straight without sleep. And it's just how fast can you get there? And so you have a lot of time to sit and think and you start to get um, like a little obsessed about things. But I just kept thinking like, how can we get into the part of the river where there's the greatest flow so our effort is maximized that for each dip of the paddle, we're going that much further because we're at the place where the river is flowing the fastest. And I remember sitting there with my GPS, measuring our speed and learning how to read the surface of the river to understand and identify where those spaces were so I could navigate us into that flow space. And that's the goal in your personal life too. But sometimes looking on the surface without the tools, without the supports, it's really, really hard to do. And so that's the goal we're all trying to achieve. And that's where sometimes it it is worth taking the time to either seek a mentor and or sit back and do some journaling, do some reflection. And I hope that today that this snippet and this foray into these concepts and the explanation and the couple of examples have started to help you understand what that can look like because although it's incredibly complex and although we're living our lives often without figuring it out, with the right tools it can actually be really simple and life-changing. I do want to highlight that I have chosen to publish the intention setting, allowing your intuition um, intuition to guide you masterclass that I did and the workbook as a course that you can purchase through, um, my Shopify store. I'll link it below because I was getting a ton of questions. And in that I take you through a whole process and I introduce the personal code and I give you a workbook where you can start to work through this. And I've priced it only $29. So it's really accessible because I think this is so important that people have the tools to do this work because the more women that we have operating from their genius zone, the more impact we have in the world and the better place it is to live. And I truly, truly believe that. So uh, if you're interested, the link is in the notes. And as always, I hope you are flourishing lately. Thank you for taking one of your most valuable commodities, your time, and spending it here today with me. Have a lovely day. Let it shine, let it shine